0: Welcome down to the get Play, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and blank video games of all time. That's right, for 2021, this upcoming year, I'm soliciting suggestions for the third W in my opener after worst and weirdest, filling in the blank. Hit us up on at get Pod hashtag www. And as for me, I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell.
1: <laughs> I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket Edge, guys. Hey, Weiger, you think you're going to get Wygerist over and over again? I think that's going to be a thing. I think it's going to be like worst, weirdest, and Wygerist. I think that's all they're going to do to you.
0: I've been trying so hard to find anything to crowdsource in this podcast. <laughs> I was trying to crowdsource my catchphrase, and then everyone just Spammed. Heather and Matt are cool, or some variant of that. It was the only thing that anyone sent in. So don't send in Wigerist. We've you done know, that yeah. bit before.
2: Look, it here's the thing: don't do pranks. Just don't do it. We don't like them. We don't like that. Look, it's not. We're not going to pick it. If you try to do a funny one, we're not. It's not getting red I'll just say that. How about that? Yeah.
1: Here's here's what I feel. I feel like if you if you throw in a w word and it ends up being the legitimate catchphrase of the show, yeah. we will send you a t-shirt with uh, with the new with the worst weirdest and west on it. Yeah. Right? It, it won't be if if good it but, <laughs> yeah, if, if it, it sticks. Yeah, if it sticks. If it becomes yeah. the
0: thing. But also uh, the thing I'm thinking is each week we get a new one. And the thing is that there's a new one every week. Yeah. Let's just see how creative people can be with the W's. Creative the worst, and not funny. Weirdest. <laughs> exa- thank you. No jokes allowed on the show.
1: <laughs> Wonder Wallace. The Wonder Wallace.
2: Hey, Wonder Wallace may very well get on. If what if they get in it? What if the the Oasis brothers submit that? The oh, Oasis man.
1: brothers? That's what <laughs> I call Holy them. shit. <laughs>
0: Liam and Noel Oasis.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Noel. <laughs> hey,
2: Tis the season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's his oh, name? Boy. Noel. Who, Noel. Oh,
2: Noel.
0: Okay. He says no, it's a weird just Euro. Noel.
1: Way. Yeah, he's all English. Right, Noel.
0: <laughs> boy, mate, I'm Noel. Right. Isn't it? I like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, all right.
1: I get it. Gervais? <laughs> How does he say it? Gervais. Isn't it? Is that it? Ricky Gervais. I think so. Gervais. Our engineer definitely is. I'm Ricky Gervais. Guys,
0: this is an American podcast. We produce, uh, we pronounce things the American way.
2: What is
3: happening?
1: This is an American podcast. I think that the listeners should know that Nick is in a headband. For the first time. Yes, for the first right. time in any of our records, he's got a headband on.
0: It's a different energy. I'm headband weiger today. I went for a run shortly before we began recording um so uh, that's what I'm bringing that's why my hair is in a headband
2: can I present a counter theory mm-hmm I think it's holding the top part of your head to the other part of your head
0: that's possible like,
2: just like as like a sort of tape situation
0: yeah I take this off and just uh, my brain is exposed <laughs> can
1: I can I ask yeah. a legit question about headbands um of course which is what are they f- is it to prevent your hair from flopping, or what does it do for you? I would think you would
0: know. Haven't you had longer hair than any of us over the course of your life? Yeah, I'm.
1: I guess, assume so. Although you used to have a a, a long head of hair, Nick. I'm, yeah. But is it is it so? Is it effectively a male ponytail holder? Kind
0: of. I mean, yeah. It's it's keeping my my hair from dripping into my eyes. You know, I'm kind of I'm I'm freshly showered, so I've kind of got that little bit of. Uh, but also, like I just went for a run, so I kind of got that s- that sweat slash, you know, uh, residual perspiration from bathing. Mm-hmm. That's a, that I, I don't want dripping into my eyes. Great, it's a preventative
1: I, measure. Okay, I, I wasn't, I wasn't challenging you. I just didn't know what it was for.
2: Been thinking about messing with those myself, but I'm a hat guy. I've noticed. Yeah, I've noticed you're wearing a hat. What's that all about? So the hat. Is because, you know, I. it's sort of like I'm hiding my messy, messy hair because I haven't got, got anything to it. It's 10 in the morning, just a little peek behind the curtain. Got it. So it kind of is just like a covering you put over your head. It's um, also holding the top part of my head to the rest of my head.
0: I, <laughs> like me, I, your brain would be exposed.
1: I do see that you guys are making fun of me right now. And I just wanted to... <laughs> I just want to pipe in here and say that there was a legitimate question yes. of uh, educational value for me. I've never owned a headband. I just wanted to know what the deal was. And you immediately like laid me down on the railroad tracks and ran a train over me.
2: <laughs> so, But also, let's point out, you know, if we're talking stuff that we talked about before the record, Nick invited us to make fun of him, and we did not take the bait. That's true. We, we, I said, we I know I'm wearing
0: a we headband. I know it. it's weird. You guys can bully me if you want, and you guys were very nice about it.
2: Yeah, we're nice people. Which is great.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like people tune into this show to hear us talk about headbands and hats, so I'm glad that the, <laughs> they're getting their fill this week <laughs> on what is a very special episode That's true. of How Did This Get Played? A very special
0: episode, and not just because I'm soliciting suggestions for the third W in my opener after Worst and Weirdest, hashtag getbladepod. But because, well, we'll get to it in a second. Before we do, though. (laughs) We'll we'll get to the theme in a second, but before we do, before we get into that, it is time first, as we always do, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, start the clock. Let's do it. So... We have a lot of lapsed gamers of, you know, people who played games a while ago. We have kind of a, a nostalgia crowd is a substantial part of our audience. We know this because, you know, we cover a lot of older games and, and a lot of these people we interact with. So if you're not super in touch with what's going on in gaming right now, within 36 hours of this record, this is, this is in the immediate aftermath of the release of what many people consider the biggest game of 2020, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. uh which is this dystopian uh future open world RPG as you can probably glean from its title and you can create your character in this and the big news in Cyberpunk 2077 is that you can design your character's genitals <laughs> and th- here here Wait, are the is that genital the options that's
1: the big news that's the that's, big, that's big news. the lead for you that's the
0: lead about this game <laughs> it was okay. the thing which- i
2: was most excited about so far <laughs>
0: Matt and I immediately, uh, when when we both got the game, we immediately were hot, were excited to customize our hogs. But here are the here are the here are the genital options in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven: penis one, Time's penis up. two,
2: oh,
1: vagina,
0: and off.
2: <laughs> I hate that the timer went off, and I'm beholden to the rules.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of just I just kind of just blazed through it. Penis one, <laughs> penis two, vagina, and off. So those are your options. I, so
1: I recorded a different podcast yesterday and heard this for the first time yesterday. And it was 30 seconds of laughter from me when I heard that the, the final option was off. Off.
3: Yeah. Like not
1: none, not like indeterminate, yeah, not like a mystery, but it's like you either have penis or vagina or you are off of genitals. Yes.
2: Yes. And
0: you get two penis options, one cut, one uncut. Uh, I Wait, went uncut because it's a options? fantasy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> penis, uh, penis one is, uh, uncircumcised. Penis two is circumcised.
1: Are they the same size?
2: Well, that's Roughly, the thing. Yeah. There are three, there are three lengths you can have. One is small. One is default. And then the other one is big. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was like, not stoked on like either end of the scale because I didn't think they were funny enough. Like I think you yeah. should have been able to they should have had um like just a more of a scale. Like you should have just really been able to either have the tiniest little thing or like something that would get in your way.
0: It should be a slider, it shouldn't be three discrete options. Yeah. And, and frankly we we just need a nub mod. Someone let us uh, let us go real small if we want.
1: <laughs> get us the nub mod. I I don't share the same enthusiasm about this topic that you gentlemen do. Um, I am bummed out that it doesn't like so for for like a month or so now. I've been talking about how I was going to create this like real gender neutral punk anarchist crazy like what like just like right. really throw everything at the wall. Yeah, with the with my avatar in the game, and I'm disappointed. That I can't like when I think of cyberpunk, I think of somebody who is so yeah like so intimidating because they know exactly who they are and they and it's it's a hundred percent like with great authority that they're like yeah you know I I bombed a police station last week and my uh my pronouns are all in French and I'd be like oh shit okay like I feel small in comparison to you that's what I wanted to play like that was my I my ideal cyberpunk identity and finding yes, out it, that I either going to be like a, a full titty chick or like a dude with a dick. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. There's no, that's not cyberpunk.
0: I, I yeah, it, it seems like this, like, you know, it, it's from what I've read, it, it seems like people are disappointed. You can't go very like super androgynous really. You know, it, it's, it seems like the, there's just basically two body types and they're pretty, you know, fit just conventional body types that you can modify to some degree, but you don't have all that much leeway.
1: You should not be able to make a more punk looking character in dark souls or demon souls than you do in cyberpunk. And yet there's like all of the hair, hair uh, categories are gender neutral on in demon souls. You can have like boy hair on a, on a girl or girl hair on a boy. Mm -hmm. Same with animal crossing. Mm -hmm. Uh, right? Like so it's a little it's a little bummer. It's a bummer that you can't have like a hundred face piercings, uh no discernible genitalia, and like very long fingers. Like yeah, whatever.
0: It is very. I've heard people describe this game as kind of dad rock, which is fine. That's fine for my for my age group. Like I'm into dad rock, but it, the but it is like things like so when you're going through the, all the tattoo options, one of them just literally looks like Jared Leto's Joker from Suicide Squad, and yeah. it's just like, well, yeah, all right, you've got like a, a tattoo on your face, uh, like on your forehead that says like cyber or something. It's like, yeah, all right.
2: that's crazy I that those are bunk. like prefab options too. Like you can't like yes. have more. You know, for a game that was in development as long as it was and all the delays, too, it's like you would think that there'd be a little more like customization there, but like it's locked in.
1: There should not be more food options in Final Fantasy 15 than there are versions of your character in Cyberpunk 2077.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That said, I am loving it like so far. I think just like the world is very immersive, and and the game I'm playing it on PC is like is like very cool. Can I can I say real quick, Heather? Uh, so I sent you guys a screen cap of my character that I created, full nude. <laughs> and Heather, you showed it to Mary and said, uh, and Mary said it was the ugliest man she'd ever seen in her <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> Not only did she say that, she was like, "Tell him, tell him." <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Guys, uh, but we're not here to just talk about cyberpunk. We're here for the How Did This Get Played Game of the Year Awards. Wow.
1: I'm hoping Devin adds something to this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Either uh, conducting herself as you did that.
1: You can't have an awards show without a fucking. You gotta. You gotta have a theme. You can't just like. Can you imagine the Oscars if everyone just shuffled into quiet?
2: (laughs) 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 Sounds like church at the beginning of it. Just like
1: (laughs) footsteps and clothing and mumbling.
0: Guys, uh, it's the GOTYs, or Goatsies, I'm calling them, and we have a whole bunch of trophies to hand out in a variety of categories. Should I kick things off?
2: Yeah, kick them off, Nick. Kick it off, my man.
0: All right. The first category is Best Plot Twist. Oh! And keep in mind, these games will, by and large, be games that we covered on the show.
1: Best Plot Twist. By and large? I thought we were... I thought we, hold on, already, already, I thought it was, you're just going to like name games from any time and place? We've talked about a lot
2: on this show. Yeah, you know, hey, look, it's an award show, so maybe things just get a little tricky around here. It's Uh. 2020, baby. Who knows? What? (laughs) Baby? I just hope we don't get uh, a La La Land Moonlight situation. (laughs) Ugh. Well, you ruined the bit I was going to do at the end of the show, Matt. <laughs> oh, no. We'll cut it. Yeah,
0: so no, it's all right. Let's keep it in. Um, uh, the first category is Best Plot Twist. And the nominees are Abby's True Identity in The Last of Us Part Two, Harry Benson's True Identity in Snatcher, BB's True Identity in Death Stranding. And the winner is. Splinter's true identity in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for NES. Wow, I can't fathom why this would be a secret. <laughs> okay, it's it's a it's a stunning uh, twist at the end. So, so here's <laughs> it's what a
4: Shamalanian. I'm so twist. scared. Like I don't remember what it is. Okay, Let's so see
0: Splinter, you rescue him. Uh, you beat Shredder. He says, "You defeated Shredder and saved the world. Now." I can turn back to human form. And then he turns into a man. Okay. Just a just a sick looking old man.
1: <laughs> he looks anguished. Do you yeah, see? Like, he looks like he's in a lot of pain. Man. How
5: this has never come up. <laughs> we we during Secret of Us. I think we even talked about the. Oh no, it's the first one. You you get his whole origin story, but he never backtracks to the fact that he was a
4: man. Okay, okay, we've got to talk about again. This is the commercial commodification of the turtles. In the cartoon, you see him more from human to rat, but that only became canon with the cartoon. In the comics and in the movies, he is a rat who lived. With Umatuyoshi in Japan, he learned ninjutsu while in his cage. In a, in a non-mutated state. Non-mutated he, state. He was he able to ninjutsu. learn
5: ninjutsu. <laughs>
4: yes. By then, imitating
5: what his master would do and yes. imitating the moves. It's and then cute.
4: his master had to leave. Wait. Umatu Yoshi. He gets killed by Shredder. Yes. I Shredder's Umatu Yoshi. I said the wrong name. But uh, his master has to flee to New York. And then gets killed, and then Shredder tracks him down, and then he he gets killed, and then uh, Splinter like sort of scratches Shredder's face, so he's already sort of a ninja, and then he gets thrown into the sewer, where he sees four turtles crawling around in ooze. And then they all become mutated. So he, he jumps into the ooze himself. He jumps into the ooze. So him turning back into a human, I feel like that's for the video games and cartoons. And I, that to me is insane. I did not know yes. that that was the truth.
0: He seems to just will it into being. Like
4: he can, <laughs> he, just, yeah. he
0: could have transformed into any
5: time. Now anytime, I'm but now he's it's Well, it seemed like it yeah. was a cause and effect <laughs> from defeating Shredder, but mm. th- I don't see any return.
4: correlation
5: between. Here's the thing,
4: Scott. If we are going to be amalgamating all these sort of legends and, and canons into one, this could be a twist in our movie. Like, we could reveal that at one wow. point Splinter was here.
5: Splinter human. was, man. But what I don't understand is, is he teaches the turtles. What is, it, what is it? How's the song go? He teaches turtles. He taught the turtles to be ninja teens. Right. <laughs> but he didn't, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. He didn't teach them how to be teens. No. And they didn't need to be mutated in order to learn ninjutsu because he learned ninjutsu in a non-mutated state. So really, the only thing the ooze did was make their bodies grossly
4: disfigured. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't see what the issue is there. Okay. (laughs) Should we do like an award speech or something? Or...
1: No, no, but I think you should just include what you just said with like a long silence afterwards, for sure, okay, like so a- that's
0: so no one's on board with that idea.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next category
1: <laughs> I, I i'm I'm proud of us for choosing the um the format for this show uh i and and i I will say to the audience right here that you know like most award shows on our podcast there's a little bit of um uh, miscommunication about <laughs> what the uh what what the thing was going to be so um sure. I have a category that I'd like to present yes please uh <clears throat> uh ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Heather ann campbell <laughs> oh, yeah yeah cool all right uh hi everyone Uh Wow. Good to what? <laughs> good to good to see so many faces out there. Good to good to see so many representatives of uh, the video gaming community. Oh, look, it's Michael Jordan from Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy, windy City. Hey, Mike. Hey, uh, don't we all want to be like Mike? Oh, don't we on. all want to? And, and check it out. It's um, it's a uh, toilet from Tom. Uh <laughs> to, welcome back toilet. Uh the category I have for tonight um you know they you you normally like you throw a big category up at the top like best supporting actress I think Go, comes like real early. So I've got a big one. Fan favorite.
3: Wow. We're here to announce
1: wow. uh the most nervous nicks of the uh of the year, most nervous nicks. Uh and our nominees include From Panty Party, when Nick said, "How old are these
3: girls?"
1: (laughs) 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 From Doki Doki Literature Club, where can I buy a waifu pillow? Where can I buy a waifu pillow? From Catherine, the first time Nick nervously uttered the word "edge," Uh, but the winner, the winner is PT uh, when he said. Or, or when he thought, but probably didn't say that he couldn't play because he was too horny for the ghost. (laughs) 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 This has been the most most nervous Knicks. We got a big show ahead of us. Uh, Stay tuned. uh, We've got uh, commercials coming up, and then more more of the show. Good. (laughs) Thank you all for coming out. (laughs) I'm not doing commercial though. I just feel like that's what they you would say if you were up on stage. What do you got, Matt? You got that a category. That is true. The,
2: the presenters do often say, "All right, now yeah. here comes a commercial." <laughs> 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 okay, so yeah, I mean, look, there's all sorts of different categories here, and every you know every every award show has their has their has their specific category. So I think uh, I'm going to start with this one. This one is most. I thought this was a podcast about bad games. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And the nominees are (laughs) The Last of Us 2, (laughs) Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Death Stranding, twice, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and the winner for I thought this was a podcast about bad games (laughs) is... Us, baby, because we get to do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, Accepting wait, the wait. award is what? Nick, Heather, and Matt.
1: Uh, hold on.
0: That's right, baby. I, <laughs> we get to do whatever we want.
1: <laughs> I'm up on stage here to accept this award, but I do have some questions about the award itself. Which is, Go that for I'm it. in a category. I'm the human being. I'm in a category with video games. Is that?
2: Yeah, it, it's sort of a write-in.
1: Okay, okay, so there there's write in on this ballot that you made? You? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I think gonna... he wrote
2: it in. <laughs> Matt wrote it in. <laughs> I wrote it in. Uh, I did see some of the votes in a in a river though. I saw a grainy photo of it.
3: <sighs> okay.
0: <clears throat> we do you wanna we talk ahead? about games we want to talk about. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're they're just
2: bizarre, sometimes they're relevant. That's the show. And sometimes they're going to just be another W, whatever the W is.
0: Whatever that third W is. That W gives us a lot of leeway.
1: Nick, why don't you present the next category here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Heather. You know, few games had a cultural impact this year, like Animal Crossing New Horizons, Mm -hmm. releasing just at the start of quarantine.
1: So Nick is clearly reading off of the screen, but for some reason, his eyes are going all the way to the left and right. Like like his screen is the size of a billboard. (laughs) If you can look, if you can take out your your camera Mm -hmm. and and point it at yourself at at home for a moment, pause the podcast, take out your phone, look as far to the left and then as far, far to the right as you can, that's how Nick is reading his notes for this category. I think it's worth mentioning.
0: Yeah, what you guys don't know is that uh, my monitor is a 75-inch uh, LCD. <laughs> it's a foot away from my face. Um, few games had a cultural impact in 2020, <laughs> like Animal Crossing New Horizon, Arriving just at the perfect time at the start of quarantine, it gave us all something to keep us occupied to give us a sense of purpose after Tom Nook confiscated our passports and forced us to do an indentured servitude on a deserted island and in addition <laughs> to giving us an array of tasks while we collected bells to pay off our debt it also featured some inarguably hot characters the nominees for <laughs> sexiest animal crossing villager are Bob the cat Chev the goat Fauna the Deer. And the winner is Marshall the Squirrel. <laughs> wow. wow, congrats, Marshall. Wow, Marshall.
3: <laughs>
0: wow, surprisingly anti Semitic there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what Marshall wanted to say
1: with <laughs> a platform. <laughs>
0: I gotta say, boy, that's a real problem with games in 2020, isn't <laughs> play it? Play him
1: off, please. Play him off. Yeah, the stage. get him out of here. De- uh,
2: Marshall's got a good little haircut and a good little yeah, outfit. he's fucking hot as shit. Yeah, yeah he's des- cool.
0: Deserves that win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, deserves the W. He,
1: this week, I um, I got in my um campground stitches. Is that the the bear? Yes, the bear's got like the X for eyes and the X for like it's all stitched up and this is one of the characters that I've wanted for a while. And so Mm -hmm. I was super excited uh, that I was like, oh shit, Stitch is going to come live on my Island. But that motherfucker wanted Marshall to move out. And I had to say no. Wow. Um, I learned after that, that there is a trick you can do, which is that this, as soon as they choose a, uh, a character to kick out, you just exit and close the, you don't move. You close the game, uh, restart it, and then that campground person will have forgotten that you've talked to them and start the whole process all over again and hopefully mm. randomly pick a different character. I did not oh. know that until after. I was like, there has to be a way that you can get around this. So um, I, I kept Marshall, whose catchphrase on my island is, 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Marshall, some strong political beliefs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, a category coming up here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's one of your favorite categories of the uh, Goatsies. It's the Apodacas. What? A.K.A. The nice awards with a good spirit, the soul hey. of any award show. Wow. Our nominees are all winners today because that's how the Apodacas work. What the? Nobody's left behind. Speaking of which, Last of Us Left Behind wins for being a good game. <laughs> Fall wow. Guys, it's a good game and wins an <laughs> Apodaca. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Even Twilight Zone's got its merits. It's a good game. It'll get an apodaca.
2: Really? Okay, wait
1: a guys, second. Guys, guys, we've got a great life. And most of all, Tony Hawk has a great life. Tony Hawk, good game. It gets an apodaca. Games God. should be proud of themselves. These have been the opadakas.
2: Wow. Wow. That's about that's about that sums me up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you do a T. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel good about that. Thank you, Heather.
1: Yeah, no problem. <laughs>
2: Um, okay, how about how about this? Pigs. We know them. We love them. Sometimes you, you see <laughs> what, them in wait, real what, life.
1: What, what? Pigs? <laughs> Did you see pigs? Yeah. Like,
2: yeah, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, right, we, we, go. Go. We, like, we love them. Yeah, we love them. <laughs> you know them? We know
4: them.
2: We love them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've seen them in real life. You see them on screen. You read about them in a book like Charlotte's Web. That's true. Where else would you might you but you also might run into them in a video game. Wow! So this award is for best pig in a video game, and the nominees are those pigs from inside that
1: you had to jump on. Wow! Remember them? Yes. I don't even remember what inside was. (laughs) (laughs) Which one is inside? those one of the best games we played this year <laughs> for the pod. It,
2: it was the one where you're the boy and you're kind of you're go and then you become the, the thing at the end.
1: Oh, the psychic,
2: the psychic yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah,
1: I remember. You know, what's funny is I remembered that game being called Limbo because I'd confused it with Limbo because they're mm-hmm. similar. But yeah, yeah. Same okay, developer. inside. Got it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Hugh from Animal Crossing. He's blue. Oh, okay. yeah. is another is another one. Quality he's on my pig. island. Good pig.
1: Good pig. Good pig. That's some
2: pig. Wait, was shot. that
1: the end of the category? It was two no, pigs? I think there's, there's <laughs> oh, okay. a Charlotte's Web reference.
2: <laughs> it's a Charlotte's Web okay, reference. We said Charlotte's Web earlier. Uh, <laughs> okay. The pigs that you can pick up in Bible Adventures, a game that we just recently covered. That's right. Okay, those are sure are some pigs in the city. Those, <laughs> yes. Wait, exactly. what is
1: happening? That's Am big. I missing? A, the... I was
0: just, I was trying to yes, and the pig reference, pig movie references, oh, pigs so in just, the city. You,
1: you're so you're just saying phrases they're not like connected to anything it's just well, babe, pig babe pig in the phrase. city
0: was this
2: was pig too yeah.
1: got it got it yeah. pig pig phrases got it here yeah. we go and the winner
2: for best pig in a video game is Larry Laffer
0: oh wow that's that's an award but that's also an insult
2: yeah because of his a, boorish behavior he's a cad you see
0: Larry Laffer, the Larry Laffer, not Leisure Suit Larry himself, but the the designer of the franchise. Oh no, no, no. That's that's not that's Larry Laffer is the character's name.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah that's the character's name. Al Lowe is the designer. Al Lowe is the designer, but he also right. accepting the award is Al Lowe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, it's me, Al Lowe. Hey. <laughs> Who wants to see my pubes?
1: <laughs> what the hell? Ow. Jesus
0: Christ. Hey, don't give me the hook. I earned the right to show oh, my man. pubes.
1: It's like cyberpunk. His dick is just hanging out of his pants, clipping <laughs> through the fabric. <laughs>
0: this is penis two. Get a look at it.
3: <laughs> wow. What a wow. Pig.
0: What a pig. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised there was a, there was a notable omission among the nominees there. Uh, the pig from Minecraft story mode. Oh, yes, Ruben. Ruben, a
2: very, very uh, important pig in that game's narrative. And you know what's so funny? We might be hearing a little bit about Ruben later in the show. Wow. Wow.
1: I forgot all tease. about him for this category. He wasn't nominated, he didn't do his best work. Ruben, Ruben was better in his standalone adventure. <laughs> 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 <clears throat>
0: You know, among notable games that were not covered on this podcast is perhaps the very best game and the game that will have the longest tail coming out of 2020. I'm referring to Supergiant's masterpiece, the roguelike Hades. Wow. And referencing Hades, this category is Horniest Greek God. Oh. The nominees are Aphrodite. From Hades, Thanatos. From Hades, <laughs> and Aphrodite. From immortals, Phoenix Rising, <laughs> and the goats he goes to.
1: Wow, a surprise! Dionysus from Hades. <laughs> wow! Wow! He's oh here he's coming up to to give his speech. Hey, everybody! <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Ah, who wants some wine? <laughs> I don't know. Suck some dicks and eat some pussy. Oh Let's
5: fucking hammered.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna fuck a horse. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Do just f- fucking put your dick in a doorway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm gonna break a hubcap off a car and rub my asshole on the nub where you connect the wheel to a car. <laughs> Tell your nieces everybody. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm shoving the award in my urethra and hanging it down right now as i waddle off stage
0: wow much less uh put together than he is in the game <laughs> but uh, i guess he just really really was just fucking drinking from minute one of the ceremony <laughs> Still probably the only the third most offensive speech that was given at the ceremony
3: so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right, you may be wondering how a roguelike about Greek mythology is hornier than every hentai, but you'll just have to play Hades to find out
2: wow
1: wow that's uh that's quite you know I've downloaded Hades and I haven't hey. yet played it because i'm uh I'm catching up. Yes. I got, I've got a couple weeks off of work, and I'm, I'm catching up on the old games, and I'm, I'm playing some Final Fantasy Remake, which I had to put aside because I wanted to treat it with the uh, reverence that I felt it deserved. Uh, so I also have not been able to pick up uh, Cyber Penis 2077. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm deeply excited to play Hades. I can't wait. Uh, especially with a character like Dionysus, and It he sounds like a real rogue, and that's a rogue like, am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're all having fun. You know the uh, the foreign press is here. Let's give them a round of applause. Oh, Stephen uh,
0: way. <clears throat> wow.
1: Now I I didn't realize how time would pass in this podcast. So uh, the next category may sound a little freehand, uh, as if it is unprepared. Uh, but I want. Let's, 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 uh, oh, hey, look, it's, uh, it's Spider-Man. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Miles Morales is a big yes game that came out this year. It's a, a big, exciting open world Spider-Man. And so, uh, who are the best Spider-Man? And the nominees are mm-hmm. a- Andrew Garfield. Uh, oh. is a, he's a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one. There's a There's a Spider-Man. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, a lot of people thought it was going to go to Miles Morales. Uh, Miles Morales is uh, just a nominee in this category. Oh. Um, but somehow winning across two categories... Spider-Ham, Spider-Ham, Best Spider-Man mm. of the Year. Wow. Uh, 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 also nominated in the pig category. Right? Yes. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah, he's, he's retroactively added to the pig category. Great, right. great.
1: Um, and I don't... just
2: want to clarify. And so, Heather, you're
0: saying that that whole thing wasn't prepared? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, no was... I see her
2: notes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, you can see my notes. Um, Got it. We got another category, though, because I know that one was pretty quick. Uh, You know, a lot of people, a lot of people think they know what seafood is. But this category is the ace of seafood. And our nominees today include shrimp. Crab. (laughs) Bass. (laughs) Octopus. Stingray. But the ace of seafood goes to uh, the Barracuda. Wow. Wow. Because, you know, there's very. There, what you an gotta, upset. when well, You've got to bear it all to be a Barracuda. And there's nothing we in Hollywood like more than a vu- vulnerability on camera in a game, video games. The wow. Barracuda is the ace of seafood.
0: Accepting the award is the Barracuda.
3: (laughs) I need water.
1: (laughs) Well, that's too bad. He's going to have to go both. He's a late entry in our In Memoriam segment uh, (laughs) is the Barracuda that just died on stage uh, winning Ace of Seafood. Wow. And
0: speaking of In Memoriam, you know, There are many, many video game characters we lost this past year, and I think it's time to pay tribute to them. This is in memoriam of the characters who died in games covered on How Did This Get Played. Raiden in Metal Gear Solid 2 slipped on bird shit and fell into the ocean.
1: (laughs) Regular person rolled up near a gas station in Katamari Damacy.
2: Fall guy
0: from falling. Donatello in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles killed by electric eels.
1: I actually have written down all the other Ninja Turtles killed in the water.
2: (laughs) Reuben the pig from Minecraft story mode when he turns into bacon after dramatically dying.
0: Probably the most traumatic thing we experienced in the game this year. Jesus Christ. Started off
2: the year with a real bang.
0: (laughs) Patient in Surgeon Simulator. Liver destroyed with power drill.
1: Shadow the Hedgehog from Shadow the Hedgehog when he blew his own brains out. <laughs> by putting his mouth on his own gun.
2: All the scientists in Carrion.
0: John Arbuckle in Garfield Cart Furious Racing, autoerotic asphyxiation.
1: <laughs> from Bible Adventures... Jesus Christ, the Son of God.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that that crucifixion level. It's like one of those boss fights you can't win. You know, like <laughs> yeah. the first time you fight Conan Khan Con and uh, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima.
1: From Waterworld, Kevin Costner's career.
3: <laughs>
1: From E. T. E.T. <laughs> died in a hole in the ground. And from our very own podcast, Nick Weiger, who died playing P.T. from scared oh, scary God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. I am a g- g- ghost, but the podcast <laughs>
2: is going to keep going. Matt, what's our next category? Okay. How about, you know, a lot of games have some, uh, some pretty good voiceover in it, okay? And so today we're celebrating the best voiceover performances in a wow. game from this year. The nominees are the cast of The Last of Us, just great work across the board. K.K. Slider on all his tunes. The cast of Death Stranding, just phenomenal performances. And the winner of best voiceover performance from this year, Lauren Lapkus from our show in the episode where she did the segment VO Theater. Hey, Devin, why don't you play the clip?
0: (laughs) It's time for another edition of VO Theater. Today's game is Resident Evil. We have an excerpt from this. Uh, This features the characters of Jill and Barry. Lauren, you will be playing Jill. And Heather, you will be playing Barry. I will read stage directions. Great. Let me know when you're ready.
1: Should I do a boy voice for this one? Should I do... Barry's a dude, right? Barry's a dude, yeah. All right, great. Great. I'm ready.
0: All right. Jill is in a small ante room. A click comes from the doors. The ceiling begins to descend onto her.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: Cut to Barry in the hall. Barry pounds on the door.
1: Jill? Jill, is that you, Jill? What happened? Barry? Help me, please. The door won't open. Quick! Stay away from the door, Jill. I'm going to kick the door down.
4: Barry
0: kicks the door down.
1: Hurry! This way!
0: Jill runs out and the ceiling trap
1: slams to the floor. Oh, Barry! That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life. But, but Barry, didn't you say you were going back to the dining room to do some research? Why on earth are you here? Uh, I just had something I wanted to check. Now, uh, let's get back to searching for the lost captain and Chris, shall we? Thank you, Barry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Barry walks away.
1: Why do they say each other's names so much? (laughs) 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 Wow, that was great. Oh, wow. yeah, that was great. That was that was that was great. It's an A-plus performance from an A-plus performer.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think she's we one of in 2020s.
1: We were. That's my voice. Yeah. OK, got it. It's good to know. I don't know what I sound like anymore. Um, sometime after doing Santa Claus uh, in last December's episode, I have lost the ability to hear my own thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Congrats to Lapkus you... What
0: an honor.
1: to Lapkus one of 2020's most, uh, what it, she was on like a legitimate list, like performer or something. Oh, yeah, or I, something.
2: IMDB or something.
1: Yeah. Most IMDB'd or I don't know what, like skyrocketing stardom. Hmm. <clears throat> this doesn't, I know this sounds, dis- it's not dismissive. I don't know the name of the award. <laughs> And I'm genuinely impressed when anybody I know is on one of those lists, mm-hmm. like best shows, best whatever, you know good good work out there. Keep it up uh,
0: that reminds me i I need to inform you guys legally that I am on a list as well. um We can talk about it more after the show <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, all right yeah i
0: should I should have told you earlier. um hey, the next category twenty twenty was a great year for games but who has time for all these games that's why we're awarding a goaty to the best new game none of us played wow and the nominees are doom eternal f1 mm. 2020 half-life alex and the winner is wow 13 sentinels aegis rim i bet we'd like that one <laughs> accepting the award
1: be, wait i thought it was going to be microsoft flight simulator which i genuinely wish i could have played
0: i you know what i'm surprised that was shut out of the nominees cuz i would have liked to have played that too wow accepting the award on behalf of 13 sentinels aegis rim is i
2: guess the main character <laughs> yeah we I, no way to really know because i didn't even i never even heard of this hey, hey yeah.
1: i i am I'm Aegis from aegis rim <laughs> i just I'm really happy to be included in the in this show. I, I don't know if you know anything about the game, but I live on the edge of a giant asshole. And oh my the, uh, it's my rim. I'm Aegis Rim. Keep me from falling in. Otherwise, you lose the game. Aegis oh Rim. 20, 2020. You're right. Uh, I, I I have trouble keeping my balance, so I'm gonna walk off stage, but I might fall down. Thank God this isn't the side of an asshole. I might fall in. Oh no,
0: stairs! Game was critically acclaimed. That's the premise.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, Matt, what's the next category? Well, a podcast wouldn't be a podcast without its listeners. So this next award is the Listener's Choice Award. Yeah, that's right. The listeners wow. had a chance to vote for their favorite theme song composed by our engineer, Devin Bryant. And he, 48 of the theme songs were up for the top prize as voted by you, the listener, and the winner. Locking in, 10% of the overall vote verified by the Associated Press. Your top theme song of 2020 (laughs) is Tony Hawk's (laughs) Pro Skater (laughs) 1 and 2. So Devin, Let's let's in accepting the award is our engineer Devin Bryant.
1: Yeah, hell the yeah. The only, hell only hell yeah. truly talented person in the show. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so Devin, I want to ask you just a little a little about the song. You know, where did where did you draw inspiration? How did you come up with such good ideas for the song? it's from that Goldfinger song. I just ripped it off. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, how about, how about we play a little bit of this? How about we play the song right now? That way they can hear it. I was going to
6: say a little bit. It's only 35 seconds. We're only
2: going to play a little.
3: bit.
2: And so, Devin, you do all these every single week, and we truly thank you. Uh, it is uh, such an amazing feat that you are able
0: MVP to. MVP of the pod for that and many other reasons. Yeah, pull ah. this off
2: consistently.
0: It's nice of the you to be
1: only say. part of the show that I can bear to listen to. Uh... <laughs>
0: yeah, I shut it off immediately after the theme song. <laughs> De- Devin, do you have a uh, d- the, the, the the Tony Hawk theme? Awesome. Do you have any personal favorites from this year that you put together?
6: I I do. I I definitely voted in the poll just because I figured I might as well throw one vote for myself in there. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, my personal favorite of the year was Doki Doki Literature Club. Wow. That was awesome. Wow. Because it was because it really pushed the actual limits of the song itself. Like it had a different chord structure to make it more like the theme from Doki Doki. And also it ends with like, uh, in my mind, the listener being stabbed in the chest. Because <laughs> because that represents the twists that the game takes, you know what I mean. So it just ends with horrific static, and then just a knife and just the gushiest like gore ever. That's great, but, it was great. So I really like that one. Uh, people seem to like the Waterworld one, and I'm a big fan of that one too. Yes. Yep. Yep. yeah, um, And my other shout out would be to Hardcore Mecca because uh, that yeah, one. That's I got my, to, that was my
0: pick. Oh, I love nice. The Hardcore Mecha one.
6: Hell yeah. That one, I got to pull out the guitars and do like triple tracks, like harmony shredding and stuff, which I don't always get to do. And that one, that one was a real joy. I like that one a lot.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, well, th- thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, of course, for all you do. Uh, the, the, we love the themes every week, as our listeners do as well. We we really appreciate you doing everything, do, putting all that work into them. It's a and pleasure.
6: Always, always having such high expectations. You always meet or exceed. Oh, thanks. It's a pleasure. I love the fucking show and I love doing the themes for it.
2: Hell Yeah. Uh, God bless you, Devin. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get to our next category. Okay. So this, uh, you know, a point of contention on not a point of contention, something that comes up on the show often are our catchphrases. I obviously locked in on mine early. You know, with "Hello, everyone." Ah, oh, yes. yeah, everybody. La- oh, wow, he said it. Um, boo. That's a crowd. Wait, wait boo. <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, get this guy out of here. Uh, no. Um, so I I locked mine in. Then hot on the heels on mine after what Tom? Heather. Welcome back, Bucket.
1: Welcome back, Bucket. Just great. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Boo. Get him out. <laughs> then Nick sort of was, uh, by, by Sean's distance insistence, Yes. Landed on Edge. I backed into Edge,
0: which I give it varying levels of commitment. Boo. <laughs> 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 wow,
2: a single boo? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I mean, obviously, these, you know, it's not a competition who came up with the best catchphrase or anything like that. But this was yet another, uh, you know, fan voted poll. And wow. so. Let's the the fans decided on who won the best catchphrase. I mean, and I'm,
1: uh, why the fuck? Why are we? Ha- we know who won this. What are yeah, we doing? Hello, everyone. That's what there's everyone wants. One, there's only one. one of us has award. a t-shirt. The other ones, like <laughs> we are human beings in a dumpster compared to like you. This. Yeah. Okay, all right. Sure. Let's. Well,
2: get it. I have. I have in an envelope. What? Who 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 won the the award? It was He's I have not an read this
1: fucking envelope. I, he I does have not, a physical
2: envelope. I have not read this, and so I'm gonna open it up.
1: How could you not have read a thing that you wrote and put in an envelope? Is that a Did bank statement? Did someone mail this
2: to you? <laughs> Look, it, it, it's a prop. I'll say it's a prop. <laughs> and the winner for best catchphrase, as voted by you, the fans. Heather and Matt are cool. Ah, uh, God damn it. Wow. They, they did it again. They did it to us.
0: Uh, I retired that because everyone was doing this.
2: <laughs> they
1: did it again. They wrote it in. It wasn't even one of the options. No. I love that the uh, official nominating envelope has a plastic pane in the front of it that we can clearly make out on audio as if shipped yeah. by a bank. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, this came rewards platinum envelope.
1: (laughs) This came from the vote. It's like tender greens points. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, I guess that brings us to our
0: final category of the show. You know, some games that we cover on the podcast are the worst. Other podcast games we cover are the weirdest, and yet still others, are the wonderfulest. So it's time to give our personal awards for Worst, Weirdest, and Wonderfulest Games of the Year.
1: First up, Worst Games. The winner of Worst Game from me is the real nightmare to play garbage bag of the game. I know a lot of people worked on it and there was, you know, there's effort and I don't want to rag on anybody's career, but it's also been, I think 40 years since this one came out. So twilight zone, the game, twilight (laughs) zone, the game, just an overall worst game of the year for me.
0: Really, uh, really clunky and unfun. Yeah. My pick for worst game of the year. And this is not just recency bias because I also played this game when I was a child. Bible Adventures. Wow. The, the most recent game we covered on the show, I thought was the nadir of 20, 10, 20. it just, just an unplayable piece of shit uh, that's existence itself is upsetting. That it's just a, a you know, craven cash-in uh, for preying on naive evangelicals. My runner-up would be Leisure Suit Larry Goes Looking for Love in Several lo- Wrong Places, a.k.a. Leisure Suit Larry 2, which I w- did not have fun playing. But Bible Adventures, I think, is a truly rotten game. Matt, what's your pick for worst?
2: My pick for worst is a game that I truly despised playing because it just made me feel really bad, mm-hmm. and it also, like, it just made me, like, like I just can't believe this was, like, even made. Like, I was like, this is just a terrible, terrible game, Um and that game was Postal. I thought Postal was just an mm. awful experience. Like even yeah. though it technically plays like how it should and it is not necessarily like technically bad, um but I thought uh I had I had such a terrible time playing that game. It was a, that was a nightmare for me.
0: Well, excited to cover Postal 2 <laughs> next year on the pod.
2: I
1: mean, <laughs> we probably will.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, we will 100% will.
2: Uh
1: next up, weirdest game, Heather? For weirdest game, it's a simple choice for me. Welcome back, Bucket. Goes straight to Wattam. The weirdest game I have maybe ever played in my life. Uh, A true delight. Really weird. Really fucking weird. It just came out on Steam. So if you didn't have the platforms uh, to play it previously, you can try out Wattam uh, now from the pleasure of your own office desk. Welcome back, toilet. Welcome back, desk. Welcome back, Bucket. Welcome back with Tom. Wow.
0: Wow. A a pick that's hard to argue with. But my pick, I go to the survival horror genre and a game we covered during our horror month. How did this get slayed? I'm referring, of course, to my weirdest pick, Deadly Premonition.
2: Wow. Hmm. The
0: bizarre a kind of broken open world game that doesn't really have the technology to support it featuring the weirdest protagonist i've ever controlled francis york morgan who talks to himself and it's uh it's just a a really unsettling but funny lynchian experience that's not really a game but also just incredible to uh live in. So that's my choice, Deadly Premonition, Matt, your weirdest game.
2: I mean it's and for me nothing gets weirder than with Tom. With Tom is so yeah, delightfully weird and like not even there I have not nothing even bad to say about it. Like I just loved playing it so much and it's so delightfully weird. I was just thinking about it I mean yesterday when we I was sort of preparing notes for this, too, like um I was because I was trying to come up with a category where um, you were games where you poop, uh, and this was one of them. And like it, the, the fact that you can poop and then the poop can sort of like be a thing is great. I love it. I love this. I loved it. Such a weird, such a weird fun time with what Tom
0: a weird one, the Wotamist game of the year. Oh, inarguably. But now it's time. For the wonderful list, the game we like the most that we covered on the podcast, Heather Ann Campbell.
1: Well, here's the thing: there's a game that I would obviously say, because it's in my top five games of all time, was the wonderful list game of the year. But I played that game in 2019, mm-hmm. and so to be true to form. you're talking about Battle Toads, yeah. Uh, to be true to form for the um, <clears throat> for the award, like you can't. You don't give best movie to a movie that you saw a year ago. This year, it has to be Sonic the Hedgehog because that was the best movie in a theater that came out. Um, So for me, the wonderfulest game of the year was the true surprise and absolute joy of Snatcher. Uh, Wow. Loading up that game on my Sega CD, pulling out the light gun, and uh, playing a game that seems to have aged very well on all fronts, from music to aesthetic, uh, the Cyberpunk 2077 that I would like to see more of is Snatcher. And it was the wonderfulest game. I, I was singing the songs in my, in my house because you heard them so many times. Um, yes. It was, it was a real great experience. And it's not, look, it's not a great, great game. But it was really wonderful, and that's that's why it's my winner for Wonderfulest Game of the Year. Nick?
0: Um, Heather, I disagree with you what? in that I think it is a really great game. I think this is one of the best graphic adventures I've ever played, and my Wonderfulest pick as well is Snatcher. A hey! game I've always been meaning to play that the podcast compelled me to play. My runner-up is also one of those games, although it's more recent, Return of the Obra Dinn, uh, which uh, another just amazing experience. And I, I just I, I like like you know I think as as a story based game, um, the story is great, the aesthetics are great, and even though I played it on an emulator, not original hardware like you did, just like the uh, the art and the music, uh, and the uh, the you know that kind that style of gameplay has all aged so well. Where this was this was this was a, this was a thing we talked about on the show. This may have been your observation, Heather. If this had been an indie game that released in 2020, this would be on my top games list. If this had been like, you know, this is some uh, indie developer made a throwback Sega CD adventure, then then this 100% would be on that list. So yeah, one of my best gaming experiences of the year. Uh, I love Snatcher. I loved all of Hideo Kojember playing all those games, either revisiting them or playing them for the first time. And, uh, And for that reason, that's my winner. Matt Apodaca, how about you? Your wonderfulest game. That we covered on the podcast.
2: Mine is from like, I mean, it's from this year, obviously, but it's it's it seems like it's uh, from more of a. It seems like it was from a while ago and it kind of is, but it's a game that I like went back to after we finished the episode. And I can't say that for all the games because I just had such a great time in the world of this game. And so my pick for most wonderful was Undertale. I loved playing oh, Undertale, yeah. mm, and I just loved choice. the the design of it all, and I just loved I loved the characters, and I just I had a blast with Undertale. And it's a game that I still have like installed on my Switch, and sometimes we'll just kind of pick up and be like, oh, let's you know let's get back into this, and just play it for a few minutes here and there. And I I just think it works so well, and I loved I loved talking about that with our friend Zach.
0: Yeah, a lot of lot of fun. Uh, wow. Wow. By the way, just, just just from the worst standpoint, some of the games we didn't mention that we we played on this podcast, we subjected ourselves to, Kitten Squad, mm-hmm. remember that one? Ugh. That fucking sucked. That was really bad.
3: Fucking
0: blue. Uh, Bart versus the Space Mutants, legendarily bad game. Rough. Street Fighter the movie, the game, just an unplayable fighter that looks like complete shit.
2: Yeah. Uh, so
0: yeah, we, we we got into some real
2: garbage this year, stepped in some real shit. Panty Party? We haven't really even talked about Panty Party today. That was yeah, so long it ago. It came
1: up in a category it did come for up. nervous nicks. That's
2: true. That's right. Oh yes. Yeah. The nervous how, nicks.
1: How, how, how old are these girls?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still don't have an answer.
0: Wow, guys. What a ceremony. Uh what a goat sees for the ages. And I would uh, very fun to talk through some of these games and, and, and talk through a, the, a year of doing this podcast with the both of you and with Devin, our engineer. What
2: a treat. What a treat.
1: And this year was unlike other years. Uh, I haven't seen you guys since March and it's been hard, but I've s- sincerely and genuinely looked forward to um, watching you guys on this little television uh, every week. I'm um, as sincere as I'm going to get. Uh, you this thank God. Thank God. Thank
3: God we have this <laughs>
0: It is it is like even though it's a it's a monetized conversation. It is just like <laughs> I get to <laughs> But But that side of things, the fact that it is like a like a thing that I do that we do every week that it's scheduled and we we do it. It's 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 nice that it gives us a time to just sort of like hang out. And, you know, I get to talk about games with with my friends. And that's like that's the thing I like about the podcast the most. So
1: friends, (laughs) for old time's sake, guys, for old time's
3: sake, Uh, real 2019
1: joke. I got lots more <laughs> friends this year. That's not true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's time for the question
0: block. Ta-ding!
2: All right. This one's from Pete R. Sent to our email, uh, getplayedpod at gmail.com. And the subject is, what does it mean to beat a game? Hello, everyone. All right, Pete, watch it. Um, as a child, I could never (laughs) beat the original Legend of Zelda for the NES. And even as an adult trying to replay it, it gave me trouble. I never knew where to go, what to buy or navigate uh, my way through the dungeons. I don't know. Maybe just not my type of game. A few years back, I got an NES Classic and decided to finally buckle down and finish Legend of Zelda. However, I relied heavily on detailed walkthrough I found online, but nevertheless, I was able to finish the game and defeat Ganon. Immediately after beating Ganon, I didn't really feel like I beat the game due to the dependency of that walkthrough I used. Even now, I'd never actually say I beat Legend of Zelda, but rather completed Mm. Legend of Zelda. So my question is, can you truly say you beat a game unless you did it with no help at all, or should we just say completed them? How much does using a walkthrough slash strategy guide slash video playthrough diminish the accomplishment, if at all? Thank you. That's a great, great email. A fantastic email.
1: Fantastic email. email. I've heard that other countries, that it's a very American thing to say you beat a game. That other Mm. countries say you finish a game or you completed a game. That we are the ones who are obsessed (laughs) with the idea of like. Triumphing over the game and like beating it down, um. So I, that's a that's a really interesting. So like when I played Final Fantasy VIII the second time, I uh, used a strategy guide and got every weapon and uh, did all the optional bosses, including like I think Omega. And that felt more like I had actually beaten the game than the first time I played it through and finished it on my own. What are you why are you smiling? Why are you laughing? Why are you oh, laughing? I laughing at that?
2: No, I wasn't laughing at that. I was I was being a bad student and I I messaged Devin something that I I didn't mess up when I read the question. Cause you always have to edit <laughs> out <laughs> me <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> <Read it. laughs> There are, there are many
6: epi- there are many episodes where the only edit note is, can you fix where I was reading the question block? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he'll hand
2: it to, he'll give me the audio already having cleared it out. Like, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I fucked up a bunch of times there, but I'm sorry.
1: No, that's it. That's great. And that was my, I, my, my complicated feeling about this. First off, congratulations, Abadaka. It did take a year for you to, for you to nail that. Yeah. Uh, th- <laughs> But my complicated feeling is, I've completed games without a guide and missed part of the game, and then completed them again with a guide, and it feels more like I've like I really completed it. Like Mm -hmm. sure, when I was platinuming Final Fantasy fifteen, there were a couple things where I'm like, okay, what else do I have to do? Like, because I beat I beat the final boss and then went back and like complete it like complete it like 100 percent of it right i don't know yeah what's your what come on nick what do you got um if it's a
0: new game i care about i will complete it without i i don't i don't use the term beat i mean i guess i do just just colloquially but i i usually will just say finished or completed a game i will complete the campaign of a game the story mode of a game without a guide and then after that, if I'm going to do any post game, if I'm going to try to get you know additional trophies or just try to unlock other shit, I'll usually use a guide. I will say, and maybe my memory of it is wrong, but like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is a game I love. It's 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 one of my favorite PlayStation One games, up there with uh, Final Fantasy 8, which Heather mentioned, and Vagrant Story. Ah, uh, so that game you, I just looked it up. The completion percentage of that game is not hundred percent. It's two hundred point six percent. And Whoa. my memory of it is I finished this game, but I think I had to use a guide to get to two hundred point six percent. So I would say that that if you if you all that said i I, I think there's a lot of content in games that is so you know uh, it, the these the solutions are so obtuse that you kind of have to use a guide to get all of it. But I still feel like you can finish a game and feel like you completed it and feel like you beat it, if you will, using some hints and some guidance along the way. Because also sometimes there will be like that one thing you're stuck on. And if the choice is, I'm either going to give up on this game or I'm going to look up, uh, I'm going to look for a YouTube guide for how to get part th- past this part. And a lot of times it'll be like, oh, a lot of people are stuck on this this one particular thing. If that's the, if, if that's the choice... I think it's fine to like look it up and and see uh, you know to figure out how to get past this particularly difficult stretch. Also, the games we cover on the show, I use walkthroughs a lot because mm-hmm. it's just like we're time limited, and I'm trying. To, I have to get through things and under a, a a short window, and I ne- i I rarely feel like I'm being deprived of too much in these experiences. If I'm like leaning on a walkthrough, perhaps a little bit more heavily than I would if. I was just playing this game at a leisurely pace on my own. So I I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just I it's I guess it's a personal thing, but as far as when you complete the game, I think it's when you roll credits and it's when you when you finish the story mode, when you finish the campaign if a game has one. Uh Matt, how about you?
2: Yeah, I mean I I will look at a guide for like the one thing that I'm stuck on. And like I won't yes. usually ever scroll past that. Like I'm like, okay, like where am I in the game? Find that section, see the solution to the, you know. Like, sometimes it's as simple as, like, I don't even know which which way I'm supposed to go. Um, uh, And so I'll look that up, and then I'll put it back away, and then, you know, maybe pull it back out when I get stuck again. But I I only use it if I get stuck. But I don't, I'm not usually, like, a, I don't, don't it's very rare that I have 100% of the game. The only platinums I have are, like, for, like, the Walking Dead um, Telltale games. I don't, I don't don't really do any trophy hunting. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, so I, I, I don't look up, I don't look up those, but there's like sometimes where like if, if it, it truly just comes down to if I'm stuck or not.
0: Um, For me, also, if I really care about a game, I will force myself to not use a guide. So like I finished Breath of the Wild with no guide. I finished wow. uh, Super Mario Odyssey with no guide. I finished both Last of Uses with no guide because I just like these are games like I really care about and I really want to play and I really want to experience with nothing spoiled for me. So even if I am like kind of stuck on a stretch, those are games where I'm willing to be like, even with my limited gaming time, okay, I'll be, I'll just be trying to solve this puzzle for forty minutes and maybe get a little frustrated. But I, that's just that's just part of my experience for this. I, I, can I can I say something? Because th- this is a this is a thing that you know most recently with Hades, which I have rolled credits on. I've, uh, but it like I, I have a thing where like I like to get through a game. Uh, just on my own, if it's a game I'm interested in, but then I like to look it up, e- whether I'm revisiting it or not. I did this with Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I like to look up guides just to see like the best way to play it and to see like the best builds and see be sort of like, oh, that's the armor I should have been using if I really want to fucking shred guys. Mm-hmm. But I have all, but I have all, and and maybe if I'll replay it, I'll I'll mess around with that. But I have a hard time doing that the first time through. But I think, particularly with RPGs, where you're like creating a character, creating a party, or something like that, I am always interested in like, oh, what's the what's the way to min max this? What's the best way to you know fucking play through this game and just fucking shred folks?
1: Uh, Demon Souls is is re- is like I've I've beaten Demon Souls without a guide, and it's so mm-hmm. tempting this playthrough to be like. What do I, like, if I want to be super fast and carry one big effective sword, like, what is that build going to look like? But I can't, like, it's such a mystical, weird, magical, creepy experience that I can't bring myself to look up the, the, the weapons for it. Because I feel like it'll rob, I know that there's shit that I'm not doing in that game, and I feel like that's the reason I've come back to it again Yeah, is because I know there's something I'm going to discover every time I play it. But man, it's so tempting. It is so tempting with Demon Souls to be like, all right, this cap, that shirt, these pants, those boots, this shield, or just this sword. And fucking you can run through everything. Like, woof, woof. Even having, even having
0: finished it, you don't want to like look at a guide.
1: I f- I think I finished, I think wow. I finished it twice back in the day, with totally different builds on PS3. Yeah, uh, uh wow. On my character, and I can't. Uh, also, it's been like ten years now, so I don't know if I'm playing through with effectively the same character as one of the other times I've played, because I have a tendency like I'm not going to play a tank. Like I don't like like a big big chunky like heavy heavy yes like high. High armor. I like to be like a little, a little ru- like I like to play a berserker. Essentially, like light armor, great damage, extremely easy to kill. Um, but that's also because, like in Demon Souls, you're easy to kill no matter what you are. So you might as well play something that's fragile, like a glass cannon. Is that the mm-hmm. the phrase? Yes, glass cannon. Yes, um, because you're gonna die so much anyway. It's, oh God, I love that game. Ah.
3: uh
0: I, I I don't have a PS5, and I feel like I'm never gonna get one. But anyway, uh, I played Demon Souls back on PS3, and I gave up on it. And that's a game because I, I that was like my first Souls like, and I was just like, I mean, that was the first Souls game, and I was just like, oh, this is this is so fucking hard, and I don't have the patience for it. Um, but I I think when I play it for PS5, when I eventually get one, which I never will, uh, <laughs> I am going to consult a guide first. Because I do kind of like I do want to give myself a fighting chance mm-hmm. uh, and not just feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna get shit housed and get frustrated. Mm-hmm. But so maybe that's an exception to my own self-imposed rule, just because I know, just because my experience with playing the f- previous version of this game is fucking hard, and mm-hmm. I know that the difficulty has not really been nerfed in the re the remake.
1: No, it's it's extremely hard, extremely hard. Yeah, yeah. But a real joy, Matt, are You messing around with Demon Souls?
2: Uh, I know that I'm getting it for Christmas. Like, uh, so I'm not. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I i am getting it for Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe if you're good.
2: <laughs> that well, that's that's why I said I think. Because I'm not okay. you know, I'm not sure yet. Jury's still out.
0: Yeah. I'm just don't be naughty. <laughs> I right.
2: uh, hit us up on Twitter and
0: Instagram at get or send us an email at get at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at six one six two play. That's six one six-275-2933. And remember, I am looking for a third W to replace wonderfulest, worst, weirdest, and blank. Hit us up at Get Played Pod hashtag
2: www and Matt tell us next year's game. Okay, first game of next year is Yo
1: Noid. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket Edge. Fucking Noid game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, uh, you sound you sound pretty annoyed, Nick. You sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Click
3: <laughs> a